Greetings, beautiful people. This is Jay here from Lads Talk Health and as always, sending nothing but love and kindness and positivity to all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. Please, please, if you enjoy it, let other people share your enjoyment. Love to you all. We're live. Hello, Insta. As always, sending loads of love, healing and positive energy out to everybody out there. Jay from Lads Talk Health. Apologies, we're a little bit late. And I'm just waiting for my lovely mate, Mr. Thomas. Mr. How's the Thomas to jump on board? There he is. Let's get him on. Madara, hello. How are you? Always lovely for you to join. Hope you've had a wonderful day. Happy Monday. Just saying happy Monday to Madara. Hello, Haz. I'm good, right? Good, mate. You? Yeah, good, thank you. That was a good chat we were just having before this. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been alive. <laughs> should have been alive, shouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'll bring up, I'll, I'll bring up, I'll uh, talk. Can you, can you let them know how you, you come to the, the topic today? Through the meditation or with the backstory with Daisy? The meditation. meditation. All right, no problem. Um, so... I'm just going to quickly say, though, I've been unsettled for about a week because for those of people um, who don't know, those that do know and that have sent me messages, thank you very much. I'm currently working with a young girl, a 15-year-old girl that's battling cancer and she's been undergoing some really nasty chemo that she didn't want to do. Anyway, so I've been unsettled for a week because every Monday, this little girl, she's amazing, she calls it Mindful Mondays where we spend, I coach her, um, for at least a couple of hours uh and anyway so because of the treatment last week she was so battered she couldn't do it and it really unsettled me because i've had no contact from from any of the family for the last week so today i was as always thinking me and harry always prior to the chats have a chat about what is it that we want to talk about or what topic and as always I put my complete faith into meditation and I had an incredible meditative experience prior to coming on today. And I just went in, I set the intention being, I want to know what it is I'm supposed to talk about tonight. And throughout the meditation, as for people that meditate, they'll understand this. At the beginning, there's always noise. There's always a lot, you, you know, you, you go into, I cover my eyes. I always, I, I, again, I strongly recommend this. This is my technique. I find if I cover my eyes, with even with a T-shirt rolled up, it's just enough weight to put enough pressure on your eyelids to help stop the flicking. Because, of course, when we close our eyes, our heads start going off, our thoughts go off, and then you don't realise it, but your eyes sort of follow your thoughts. So I put my T-shirt on, closed my eyes, <coughs> started concentrating on my breath, getting into my meditative state and letting the noise go off. And then towards the end, got, in, got into my, my zone that I like to refer it to, um, as I was meditating and what came up was love, but I couldn't, it was like, that wasn't just, that wasn't the bulk of the topic. That wasn't the crux of what I was trying to find. It wasn't just about love. And I realized, especially over the last week in conversations I've been having with people. And then over the last years of working with people with cancer is expressing love. Too many of us fail to express our true feelings for people that we care about. That's, I'll give classic examples. You sit next to your partner. Something just comes up 
it could be in the car, something comes up, that voice, I'll just hold her hand, and you don't, or his hand, and you don't, and you think about it, and you think, oh, I could just, and you still, you, you go backwards and forwards, and you don't do it. Why don't you do it? You, your mum your mom calls, bless her, she calls all the time, all the bloody time, and you ignore the call. Why do you ignore the call when that's your mum? Or your partner, your dad, your, whoever it is. These are just classic examples of where on a daily basis, and you know, I'm, I'm pretty confident we all do these things, we choose for some reason, unbeknownst to us, to not express just something so simple, something so true and little that can be so powerfully received by the person on the other end, and we choose not to. So yeah, it came up the importance of of making sure you express how you genuinely feel to people that you care about. And that means also, as Harry, you pointed out in our chat beforehand, it also means it could be a fact that it might hurt the feelings of the person that you've told it to. If you're telling a truth, that's your truth and you've expressed it. Hi, Fatma. You're expressing your truth. Funnily enough, as long as it comes from your soul and from a place of love, it's not your responsibility on how that truth is received. Because if it's your truth, that is all it can ever be from you. And that you can stand on no matter what and always keep your head held high. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that expression, and that's, that's a, like a clear example of the ego. There's certain things that we want to say to people and, and you feel it and it, it plays at you all day. You, it, you run it through your head and there's something that stops you saying it at that time or, or it's like a massive pullback. That for me is the ego bit, just getting in the way. Especially when you've had it, you've you've mapped it out a few times, and you know that's exactly how you feel. I think the expression is really important to be honest with yourself, and I like to say being true to your word. But you have to be honest with yourself if that is really how it makes you feel, and you've gone through it, and you've contemplated on a few times that it has to be delivered in some way. And expression now I'm realising doesn't have to be just three words. It's our actions, it's our body language, it's our smile, it's our attention that we give. But it, it, there's so many different ways that we can express ourselves. And I just think it's important for us to be aware of, of the different ways that we can influence expression. Sometimes expression can be doing with a, a pen and paper or a painting and, and expressing yourself that way as well and, and, and leaving. Sometimes our words are not, we can't put it into words. It's just a feeling like, let, let me show you another way if you, if you don't want to get out in words. Yeah, bang on, mate. And I think that's a good point. You just sort of set off an insight in my head then. Like, you know, as blokes, I'm going to address blokes for a minute because I'm a bloke, is how often do you hug your brother? Do you hug your mate? Do you hug your dad? Do you hug your friends? You know, and actually... It's going to sound strange because of your egos. Do you touch your friends, your mates, your dad, your, your brothers? You know, human touch is something that is such a blessing. It's such a beautiful thing you can do. You can just express a squeeze on the shoulder, you know, a, 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 just a, a squeeze on the neck, back of the neck. When you know, you can feel that that person right then needs it. But, and you know, you know that's what they need at that point. But something inside you is, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. 
take the opportunity when when these feelings rise up because i promise you every single time you do every single time you do you feel great and the other person appreciates the fact that you've noticed like how he said it not always words you don't need words all the time sometimes it can just be that arm around the shoulder that squeeze of the knee that touch of the hand you know like i said these small little things because I worked, just very quickly, I worked in the social care sector for nearly six years. Um, and I went, I genuinely saw in that six years, thousands of care companies all over the UK that I'd go out with the carers. Oh, shout out, by the way, to every single, I always say this, anyone involved in social care, you're heroes, by the way, you're amazing people. Uh, but I witnessed, especially in, in the older people that I worked with, just how they yearned, just just for a touch on the hand or when you walked in, just to shake your hand and their eyes would light up when you're, of course, making me teary, just, just to feel and interact with someone and then you talk to them and then they tell you, you know, I'm lonely. It's been, it's been a long time. I haven't seen my kids for this long or, or my wife's been dead for 10 years and you hear it and it's all about them just wanting to have interaction, to be able to express with anyone, with anyone, just how they feel, you know? And that's, it's a true story, because I can tell you, the biggest killer of old people in the UK, the biggest killer is, is loneliness, is loneliness. That is a fact. That is, and I'll challenge anyone to prove what I know that as a fact. And I've experienced that. And then on the flip side, sorry, Hazard, just to touch, I just remembered, I used to go around to a lot of, um, amazing charities and stuff that supported people of all ages with special needs. And that is a classic, classic example of pure humanity, soulful humanity. When you work with people with special needs, they can't express themselves vocally. All they want to do is touch. All they want to do is hug and just express love and, and kindness. And I think we can learn a lot from that. The, the energy part and transfer energy as well, it's, it's something we spoke about the other day, protecting our energy and, and, and being aware of your energy. But one of the, the best things that you can do, and especially when we work with people on cancer, is when you give them a hug, at that moment, set that intention that you're actually giving, that you feel that transfer. And I always thought whenever someone had cancer, I just know that every hug coming from someone else they're giving you your, their energy. Sometimes they don't know how to express themselves. You've got cancer, you're labelled, it's a scary thing. But just know that that hug that they're giving you, they're transferring their one because they're there, because they love you. So we can do it both ways. And again, like James said, when you put your hand on someone, send that energy to it, like what, what am I trying to get? They feel it. And then you can take the same scenario when we have like manslaughter and murder. When you punch someone, aiming to kill someone, that's the energy that you're transferring onto this punch. When I'm just going to hurt them, you can stun them, you can put them to sleep. It's the energy transfer over. And like, if you start paying attention to the energy because it's there, we all know it, we all feel it, but you control it. Because everyone else is asleep anyway. They're unconscious. So by doing that with an intention, you'll feel better anyway, regardless. You know you've just put a bit of positivity in there. You put a lot of love in there. And they will feel it. They're, yeah, well, I've experienced it a number of times, is that I'm, I'm there and 
I'm giving that energy and I'm, I'm happy with that then. And, and for people that struggle to express themselves to start with, they'll still feel that, which will lead you up to the next part. And I think it is the worst bit is to let go um, and not do anything and not act on that. It's not even impulse, not act on that soul, uh, what they say, recognition that, that you want to express yourself here. So do it another way. Definitely. Just quick shout out. Hi, Terra, and hi, Viku. Thank you very much uh, for tuning in. Yeah, and, and also know this. Some people do find it hard to express themselves. Does that mean that you have to mirror their energy? No. No, it doesn't. It definitely doesn't. How many times have you looked at someone and thought, ah, oh, oh, don't like look at them, and then all of a sudden... They burst out in a smile or, or for some reason you have interaction with them and you think, I, I read that wrong completely. Just because of, of, of something that you visually judged. Respect to you too, Viku. You, you visually made a judgment call on. I've witnessed, especially working with people with mental health, okay? you know, that is very dear and personal to me. And that's something that I can say from an older brother's perspective when that all kicked off years ago, I completely, I never knew. I, I didn't know about expression back then. And the fact that, you know, someone that you love dearly can just change overnight, instantly, instantly change. Everything about them changes. That's what the ego tells you because you're visually seeing these visual changes. But underneath that person is still exactly the same person that is yearning just for a bit of love and just for someone because they're struggling to express themselves. All of a sudden, things, things have become imbalanced upstairs. And no one, to this day, there is no one, there's no doctor on this plane that we live on that can actually tell you exactly why people have mental breakdowns. You can, you can look at triggers and, oh, yeah, it could be that. And, but no one actually knows why that imbalance actually happens. What's the first thing that goes on? Because it's internal. It's internal. But one thing I know after years and years of experience, people, people with mental health issues, is internally they're just as expressive as everybody else. They're just as in need to be loved, to be touched, to be held as anybody else, although they might, your egos tell them they look a bit scary because they're a bit scraggy looking, they're a bit rough, they're talking to themselves. Think how they must feel. Try and put yourself in that person's shoes. We've all had bad days. I've had days where I've definitely, I can, I can pinpoint a couple of days where I've had probably mental breakdowns because of the things I've done in those days and it's felt bloody awful. Now think of the people that are dealing with that every single day of their lives. They're having to deal with this internal meltdown and battle of just wanting to be themselves and just wanting to be so-called normal. And they're lacking one of the most, well, for me, the most important thing in life is human contact. Someone understanding, just, just literally being understanding to that person's situation, just by giving them a little bit of time, a little bit of space, a little bit of love, a little bit of touch, human contact, a hug. How many times have, have, have we needed mum's hug? <laughs> How many times? I hate the illness so much. Me too, Vicku. Me too. I, it's, it's, 
it's, it's, it's, it's, it's awful. And to be honest, not to digress too much, as I've said this to Harry, my, my conclusion of working very closely with people with mental health issues is that every single one of us, by definition, are mentally ill. However, like everything else in life, there's a class system and there's a level. Oh no, they're, they're this, they're paranoid schizophrenia. They're over here, they're on this level. And but by definition, we are all mentally ill if you're going to start labeling people. And I think it's, it's understanding that, that just because someone is not the same way as you on that mental health spectrum, doesn't make them any less needing of love, any less needing of needing or to express themselves. Yeah, and, and also to know that when we express one way, is to not always expect something back. And you mentioned how like, some people receive it differently. There's a, a book called Five Love Languages. And like, you might be a huggy person, you're doing this, and this person's always standing offish. And you, you worry that oh, they're, not, they're not receiving it. And then you doubt yourself and you question yourself. The same when you send a really heartfelt text message to someone that you really like and you've taken your time, you've sent it all from a place of love and they don't get back to you. And then all of a sudden that ego is like, oh my God, have I done something wrong? You question yourself. And then you're like, you want to then send another text. Just, I didn't mean that. Did it? <laughs> this, is my this is my advice to people is that when you're that certain and that's what you've done, that's your truth. And if it doesn't get met with the way that you want it to, don't then go and try to change it because that's when it gets worse because I've got a great example where this girl and guy they met and uh, the girl said, really liked him. It was really cool, really good first date. She went on a 12-hour flight to South Africa next day, didn't tell him. And he's texted her once, really, really loved our time with each other. He expressed himself. <laughs> And then <laughs> I can imagine him in his room and his ego must have been like, oh, she hasn't got back. She's ready. Da, da, da. <laughs> Literally, you can see throughout the day, just text message after text message. So she's got off the plane. Like, I had a really good day. I wonder, oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, no, that's a, a no-go. And again, that's all ego. And so my encouragement is, first of all, try to understand that we're all different and we all receive expressions in a different way. Sometimes we're not on the same path or same wavelength at that point, which, which is normal. That is part of our life journey. But if you're doing it from a, a place of love and, and you do it with that intent, that's good enough. Some people have got a busy life going on. They might not have had, we don't actually know what's going on in their life. They just might have had an accident in their family and they're going to wait until they can express themselves a good way. So sometimes just put it out and just know that that's all I need to do. And when I express myself with some people, they're not uh, there to receive it the way that we might expect them to or want them to. Yeah, bang on, mate. And something Vicku just said there, which is uh, I want to touch on. So he's put, that's exactly it, Harry. It's not about getting that love back, what you said at the beginning. But what I've come to realise now, Vicku, is, is it's not about you, you do get love back regardless. Because if, as soon as you take away that egotistical and not addressing you here personally, I'm, I'm myself, I've done this over the years and I'm now getting better at it. I realise as soon as I've taken the egotistical of, well, I've given that to them. And then there's, like you said, there's a gauge. Oh, I've seen two blue ticks. Why haven't they got that? As soon as you start playing that person's role, 
in your love giving. How egotistical is that when you think about it? All of a sudden, your expectations is on what you should expect when, if I had got that and this is what I... How egotistical is that? Now think about this. Take all that away. You know you've given that love, all that love and energy and that, and you've expressed that away to somebody else. If you take all that away, what you get left with is the love for yourself. Because then you, it's not about what they've done and what they've... It's just... Well done, James. Like, I, I'm happy with what I've just done. I'm proud of myself. And that in itself is, is the best love you can get back. It's self-love of the purest kind because you're not gauging it off of anyone else's expectations. You're just giving yourself a soulful pat on the back to say, well done for being me and expressing yourself. And that in itself is very, very powerful. Yeah, doing it without... An ego, that's what it's all about. You, as, funny enough, this is what me and Harry, when we was talking about this <coughs> prior to this, to us going live today, I was saying to Harry, I was trying to work out, you know, with, with expressing, you know, when is it your ego and when, when is it your soul? And, and we both agreed, as long as it's come from your place of truth, like you said, Harry, as long as it's come from your place of truth, that expression it can't be egotistical. It can't be. As long as it comes, if, if there's something in it that you know, this, you've, you've just said something you didn't mean or you didn't say enough of what you actually meant, then yeah, then there's still ego involved. Why? Because something has stopped you from being completely, like you just put, pure. As long as it comes from your pure place, it doesn't matter if it creates a mucky place for someone else. That's their muck to deal with. And that's not being argumentative, provocative, insensitive. No, as long as it's come from your pure place, he's dropping bombs, this geezer, of truth. Like <laughs> you just put, how would you go to school with him? Yeah, he's a clever <laughs> yeah, fella. <laughs> as long as it's coming from your place of truth, it is not for you to deal with. And I promise you, you are doing that person a favor if it becomes mucky for them it means it's for them to have to deal with and it's for them to have to pick up their mirror and think about the way that they're expressing themselves often to themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, 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 and let, let that just leave, you, you, you kind of push that onto them. That's not our uh, um, problem. That's not our mark to go in either. And that's been, not even a mistake, that's been something I've done too many times where I want to get involved, but there are feelings attached to my expression, and <laughs> all it does is just leave you in a, a, a more of a, a challenging place. The other thing with expression as well, and just to kind of show you the power of, it's not just words, because words is our first line of communication, and, and words are the things that get misinterpreted. In, in, Again, the text message, depending on our mood, the way that we receive them, it could mean many things. But let's just show you like the words and, and difference in expression. I'm a salesman. I've got the same script. This is a red Ferrari. It is really fast and it will get you wherever you want to go. This is a red Ferrari. It's really fast and it'll get you wherever you want to go. What's the difference? It's not the words that I said. It's the way I said it. It's the way I expressed myself. So... I work with a number of people, and me and James are both do the same on our recorded conversations. Sometimes we'll get them to watch it back as the observer. 
And when you talk about this, go watch your body language. Go watch the way that you, you said that. And sometimes that's really insightful. It's like you're expressing yourself to someone through words, beautiful words, from your heart. You're not expressing yourself. It's not, it's not your full expression of how you really want to show that person to receive it. So if you pay attention to all of the ways that, um, that we can do it, our body language, the tone of our voice, our eye contact, our energy, if that matches with how you feel, that's when you can really get your expression over to someone else. And it's again when you're selling something that you love. If you do, you're not doing it with love, you're not doing it with excitement, that other person's not buying it. And again, that's then being true to your expression as well. So I, I just think it's a really nice skill to pay attention to. Me and James always uh, give feedback when we see different stuff. What did you think about that? What do you think about that? Some people, they do motivational talks all about love. But if I watched it back with no noise, there's no love visually. They look un upset. They look angry when they're talking. And I think sometimes we don't know the energy that we're putting out. And, and I think it's, uh, well, it's, it's woke me up to a number of uh, things um, where I, I go back because then I can really be uh, confirmed of I did speak my truth and I said it and delivered it the way I wanted to. Or I could have done it a bit more. Like I, don't, I don't think they received it because I didn't express it well enough the way that I wanted to. Yeah, and I think from an energy standpoint, um, I mean, you pulled me earlier on the video that we was doing for the corporates. Do you remember you said, watch it back. And you said there was a point where I took a breath and um, you said my shoulders looked tight. Do you remember? It's interesting because I said to you on that phone call at the time, so I, was, I did mean to take that breath. That was part of my expression. But then I, I thought about what you said afterwards on the phone, funny enough, and I thought, what, what would it have been that caused that? And I knew what it was. It was because... I was not being, I wasn't expressing my true self. I was trying to do a video for corporate. Nothing to do with, with anything. <laughs> Just because it was a video that was targeted at a corporate company, that means absolutely codswallop. Because the truth, that's nothing to do with the truth. Absolutely nothing to do with the truth. So I was aware, my, my soul was aware, so much so that it made my shoulders go tight. When I was trying to express something, and make a point with something, but in my head I'm going, oh, this is corporate, maybe. So, again, it, it's, it's stuff that we, it's not easy. That's, I think, is my point. It, you know, we, we, and everything we talk about, and I just talk health, none of it we're saying is easy, and we're not saying we're masters at any of this, and we learn just as much from our clients, especially the ones that are terminally ill, um, because that was my biggest teachings on the importance of expressing because one thing i can say as a soulful truth is that if there's one common denominator i can put my finger on from all the people that we've worked with with cancer over the last eight years and they're from all parts of the world all parts of the world australia uh, africa all over america all over england all over the united kingdom sweden uh bulgaria um one common denominator is Every single time, at some point throughout the experience we have with this person, they will express their regret at not expressing themselves. That is one of their big, I wish I'd have said this. I wish I'd have just done. It's, it's basically they just never express themselves truthfully. And that, that's powerful. 
we'll listen Sorry. to this as well. I went on the Soul Midwife course, and Soul Midwife is literally helping people through the dying phases. And they talk about four stages of dying. And there's a, a water stage and there's a fire stage. In the fire stage, all your internal organs start like burning and disintegrating. And the lady says, like every soul midwife around the world, she said 99.9% .9 of them now know that there's an afterlife. They now know that we're spiritual beings because what they witness during the dying phases. And she says every single time in the fire stage, you get angry and people have tantrums and they're throwing stuff because they're, they're burning inside. But what always comes out is truth. I just wish I told my boys that I loved them. I wish I did this. So it's like that frustration energy that's been sitting in all your life is now coming out to go. <coughs> it was really, really powerful. And it's, I, th I think it's something that we all <coughs> should learn uh, about death because I think families would be able to grieve a lot more. We'd be able to deal with that situation, that period. And also they go on their way in a much better way, knowing that everything is going to be okay. It's, it was really, really powerful uh, hearing those stories. But like James said, I wish, I wish, that comes out naturally, just as being a human. And to elaborate on that, you just actually triggered something to me. So at the beginning of this conversation, I touched on the fact that um, people not, not being, for whatever reason, not choosing to express themselves from that soulful place from that soulful place, often get themselves into a situation, more often than not, where they, they, they get stressed, they, they you know, and, uh, like we know, stress is one of the biggest killers, uh, and they, they get themselves in, into such a way that it physically affects them. Now, um, moving on to, oh, sorry, and that was what I said at the beginning, apologies, I lost my chain of thought, was about, to this date, and this is, again, look into this, because, Cancer, I've studied for eight years. Eight years I've studied cancer, the way our bodies react to cancer, the systems that we've got that we're not taught about, endocannabinoid system, let's chuck that out there. We should all be taught about our endocannabinoid system. We've got these inbuilt mechanisms. But more to the point, when you study cancer, and I'm talking about the actual curriculum, NHS studying of cancer, every single part of it points to one truth, that they don't actually know what causes cancer. You've got all these, oh, yeah, it can be dairy, it can be sugar. There's all this stuff that you can tell. But the actual, what starts that cellular inflammation, that one singular cellular inflammation in the first place, there's theories behind, but there's no actual truth or fact. That's why, funnily enough, mainstream medicine can't heal people from cancer. And we're trying to find a cure for cancer. More importantly, let's bring it up to speed. Integrated oncology. This is the oncology that we don't get to hear about. This is the innovative oncology, which, thank goodness, there is a new wave <coughs> of oncologists, cancer specialists that have now realized that one of the main, and again, I always talk about her, um, Dr. Christian Northrop. Look at her work. What they've now come to realize is people hold in negative energy, which then manifests into sickness. That's a fact. That's a truth. They now accept it. There's examples of it. They've shown through case studies. Now, what is it that they're not doing if they're holding in negative energy? They're not expressing themselves. It's as simple as that. They've not expressed what it is that they've held inside for so long. And we've, I can give personal examples of that from my own 
experiences as a child, stuff, horrible things, horrible, the worst of the worst, that, like, especially now being a dad. It took me become a dad to be able to address those things. But when we hold things in, when we don't express how we feel, and it doesn't have to be traumatic to that extent, everyone's trauma levels are different. Whatever it is that you hold, you don't express, just know this. There's a whole heap of people with incredible brains around the world that now are telling you, actually, that's what causes cancer. That's what causes this leaky gut syndrome. All these autoimmune diseases that are popping up, they're putting down to stress. And what is it? It's because you're not, why do you stress? Because you stress, you worry, you hold things in and, uh, and you, you let it all go, you let it all build up inside and you, you don't know how to do it. So you never clear it out. You never express yourself. You get sick. So that's the importance of expressing whatever it is in whatever situation, in whatever, it's never, ever inappropriate. Here's the truth. You can never inappropriately express your truth at any point. At any point, no matter what the scenario is, your truth, that if it's in you and it has to come out, it doesn't matter who's around, what situation it's, you're, you're in, that truth, that expression is valid because it's yours. And as we've said before, any muck that that causes for someone who, on the receiving end, that's for them to deal with. That is not for you to deal with because your truth is your truth. Your expression is your, it's your God-given right. You know, we, we're given vocal cords, the only species on this plane that give a vocal cords. So we are allowed to talk. I know we've already touched on there's other ways we can do it, hugging, touching, but using your voice as well. When you feel like you're unheard, talk, get it out because what will happen is you'll get sick. And for parents out there, myself included, what example do we need? Well, what do we tell our kids every day? Make sure you say how you feel. You know, if you're feeling, if you're, if you're, it's funny, you look for them holding things inside them. I do it with my kids all the time. I wonder why he's in that mood today. Leo, let's have a chat. Are you holding anything inside of me? And you'll try and coerce and coax it out of the kid because you know, as soon as I get out of it, my wife's a guru at this with my children. As soon as she gets out where it is they're holding, all of a sudden, their mood changes, their energy changes. He's back to being himself. When do we stop doing that to ourselves? When do, we, when do we stop having the right to tell ourselves exactly the same message? James, why is it you're in an arsehole mood today? What is it? You know what it is. Get it out. Why do we stop doing that to ourselves? Because believe me, guys, as well, that's infectious. You hold things in and you're setting that example as... Your kids ain't, your kids, kids are way clever. My kids are way clever than me, way clever than me. They know if there's something not right going on. They can feel it. Now, if that's an example that they're seeing at an age where they're sponging everything up to the people that they worship, mum and dad, everything their mum and dad do, I'm going to mimic. What are we teaching our kids? Your kids pick up on energy all the time. As you were talking, mate, I got an insight because expression... I've done a number of posts over time. How do you express yourself, like the different ways, creativity, dancing, singing, cycling, expressing that way. But go on a bigger level. We, we spoke about God the other day and energy. Don't express yourself to the gods, the energy source. If you've got no one else to uh, speak to, don't keep it inside of you. 
go and speak your truth to the universe and just literally say it out confidently. No, no one's going to be judging you with that one. And you'll feel better just with that. And I think if you did that before meditation, going into the silence, <laughs> you'll get that uh, love back that uh, in real life we might not get back. You'll get an insight. You'll get a, a next step. You'll get a, a confirmation that you've done the right thing. And expressing ourselves doesn't have to be with that person that we need to. This is where coaching comes in. This is why coaching is so good for me and James. Like the amount of times I express myself with James, and it doesn't like it doesn't get challenged. It doesn't. It just gets met with "I'm here for you. I'm listening. What would it look like if? Are you happy? Are you, like how do you feel with that one? And I think that's the power of having someone be able to express yourself with because. To start with, these are all new feelings. There are loads of ego going on and stuff. So to be clear on yourself that that is your place of love and that is your true expression, you can do it with someone else first of all to get to the point where you know that it's a knowing and then you're cool with whatever happens after that. You know it because you've gone through it a few different times and you've got that one person to say, yeah, I'm with you. Confirmation, slap in the back. And, and uh, yeah, I just think getting it out is... It's like James said, it's, it's a fact. Every single person we work with who are ill, stressed, or anything like that, there's always something in their life that's not serving them. Always. And when people take the time to have a look at what's going on in their life, there's a lot more that's not serving them than they even, even realized. 100%, mate. 100%. And the truth is, me and Harry included, all of us on a daily basis, on a daily basis, holding things that we know. Oh, I wish I'd just said that. If I'd have just said that, and you know, you know for a fact, just on a very simple level, you wouldn't be having a conversation in your head saying, I wish I'd have said that. If you'd have said it, you'd have felt better about it. And you know at the time, you, like we always say, you can't lie to your soul. When things, with that, oh, if, you, if you're not woo-woo, if you're naysayers, you got instinct. We always say, that inner, that, just that feeling, that, oh, just, you just know. But something then, your ego, no, no, don't say it, don't say it. Don't. And then you walk away often thinking, why didn't and people miss big opportunities big opportunities as well in their lives just because they ignored that inner truth that inner knowing and i'm going to lead this into what you said about meditation as well just because can they we, can we go go to your example of how you met your wife because i remember that was a battle of ego oh man that and, was hilarious yeah yeah, yeah. And, and we yourself she's yeah, she still doesn't believe the story to this day. So, okay. I don't think I've ever, I've never told this story on camera before. So my <laughs> wife is way better looking than me. <laughs> she was always way, she, I looked at her as out of my league. And anyway, we was on a night out. It was when me and Harry, this is when, this is back to the story of Harry being the snot-nosed little personal trainer that was just so clean cut back in the day. And it was just finding life in the big city of London. <laughs> Harry <laughs> was out, we was all out from the gym and uh, I, I spotted this incredibly beautiful um, woman across the dance floor and she, for her version of this story always killed me because I was there like thinking I was, you know, we, we was in the gym and Davey was, we was fit. <laughs> I thought I looked good. And uh, anyway, so I saw her, but I thought now she's out of my league. And, um, but something inside me was saying that, you know, just try, just try. So I was looking at her from the other, and we've actually got a picture that came up. Do you know Facebook sometimes posts a picture of 10 years ago, whatever it was, and 
there's a picture of her and her best, it was her picture of her and her best friend. And then in the background, you've got this weirdo, literally like this. <laughs> like, staring, because I, rem I remember it specifically. I was just like, somebody in my time was just, just try and get her eye contact. Just try and get her, I don't know what I was going to do with it at the time, but just try and get her eye contact. And then anyway, at the same time, she's telling her, her friend's clock that there's this weirdo over the other side of the whoops, other side of the dance floor that is just staring at you. And she, she's turned around and gone, what, that Polish guy? <laughs> that Polish guy over there. But, and she's just literally rinsing me. But anyway, do you, you know Ben? Obviously you know Ben. Did I tell you about the pet talk Ben gave me that night? So anyway, so my ego, so I'm there, I'm thinking, right, and I'm there with a colleague of mine, Ben, bless him. Ben, actually, Ben, I've just realised, here's an insight. Ben, if you ever get to see this, I've got you to thank for the last 12 years of my life, my marriage and my two beautiful children. That has just hit me. Ben Kobianan, you're a legend. I love you, mate. I've completely forgot about that until now. So Ben clocked what was going on and said to me, uh, and he said, oh, you, you know, what you do? I said, yeah, there's that bird of it. And, and he's gone, oh, she's gorgeous. And I'm going, no, mate, I can't. There's no way I could go for that. And he literally got me, bless him. I think he was slightly intoxicated. <laughs> he got me and he shook me by the shoulder. He's like, James, do you know who you are? You're doing well in your life. You're a manager of a gym. You've got everything going for you. You've got so much to offer. And he gave, it was like one of the movies. I was like... All of a sudden, like, I'd never seen Ben in flow like this before. And I was like, yeah, yeah, Ben, you're back, you're back. So I, I came, I was like, I'm going to go and talk to her. So I turned around, was about to walk across the, the uh, dance floor to her, and in swoop, this specimen of an Italian guy <laughs> that just had, got, that had not held any, like, there's me waiting for ages to try and make a move. He must have just spotted her, just gone, boom, straight in. Straight over to her, started talking to her. I was devastated. I was like, oh. But it was interesting because Ben's chat, and it just shows you, this just shows you actually, this is a classic, that's, that's probably, no, not probably, that's the most meaningful pep talk that anybody has ever delivered to me in my life. And it came from someone who I love him to bits, but was a bit of a plonker. It was Charlie that had his head. But it can just show you when you hear the truth, and it's powerful what it can then in, in, incite into you, infuse into you. So I, I thought, you know what, Soddy, I'm not going to bother. And I went to the toilet. And then when I was in the toilet, I had this little inner voice, God's on if two, saying, right, go and talk to her. No matter what, go and talk to her. So I did something that I've never done and I would never do again in my life. I've always been very respectful. If I've ever been out and, you know, you, you know if the, sometimes there's, you and there's someone else that's interested in the girl. If, if that person gets there first, well done, mate. As far as I'm concerned, well done. You beaten to it. Enjoy it. Um, but if something told me, you have to go and talk to this girl. It was coming from my soul. And I know it was coming from my soul because I've now got two of the most beautiful creatures ever created, my son and my daughter, thanks to this moment of bravery, this moment of truth. So I came back out to the dance floor ready to talk to her, she disappeared. So I was like, and Ben was like, she's gone outside uh, with the guy. So I was thinking I'd have gone outside to talk, whatever. So I was walking across the dance floor. I, it was in the light bar. I mean, if anyone knows a place in Shoreditch, it's called the light bar. It's on the rooftop. 
and everyone should go outside to smoke and to chat up the girls. So you pull the girl on the dance floor, you take them outside, basically to get to know them. So I'm thinking, I'm walking across, my, my ego's going, you idiot, what are you doing? Don't stop, just stop, don't, what are you going to make a dick of yourself? What are you even going to say to this person? Like this literally was going off, but something made me walk outside. I got outside, on my left, I'd looked over on my left hand side, I could see the two of them standing there, having a good chat. And I was, again, walking up to them, my ego's going, stop, stop, walk up. My ego's going, you might get into a fire, how disrespectful are you? All of the <laughs> stuff going off. And I walked up and I went right in front of him. And I literally just went, hi, hello, my name's James. I hope you're having a good night tonight. And I put my hand out to shake her hand. <laughs> that was it. That was literally, a note. I've never had a chat up line in my life. I'm shit with them things. That was it. That was literally it verbatim. And then out of respect, I turned straight to him and I said, hi, nice to meet you too. And of course, his ego <laughs> was that, you wanker, man, going up. So... He refused to shake my hand. I said, no, that's fair enough. But my wife said to him, I'll shake his hand, and he still wouldn't shake my hand. And I just said, listen, it was nice talking, Char, uh, and I hope you enjoy your night. And I walked back. Now, what I didn't know, because my wife then told me her version of the events, is at that point, she wanted to get away from the fella, and she wanted to come and talk to me. And she said, it was just because, and she said, she said, it just because you came up and you were so honest. Like, you didn't try and chat me up you didn't be wasn't sleazy you just were so honest and she said it's because you smiled at me the way you smiled at me it just made me want to at least talk to you so she then got her best friend who i love to death sherry i love you sherry who's my uh son's godmother um she snicked she gave her she told sherry to come give me her number and 12 years later like i said two beautiful kids uh, I love my wife to bits. Well, I've failed her many times, which I'm eternally sorry for, and I probably will again, but I still love her to bits. And yeah, that's my story. That is, that is the most, that's, that's the biggest egotistical battle I've ever had with the most meaning. Because off the back of that battle, I became a husband and I became uh, a father three times over. Unfortunately, I lost a son who I love to bits, who I'm connected with now, thankfully. But um, yeah, that, that just shows you just to, and again, guys, I urge you, actually, that's a good point. When it feels right, just go for it. Because I know now, and I knew then, instantly, after I'd, I'd, I'd overcome the fear, and I'd put my hand out to shake a hand, and was just very honest with what I just told her my name, I, I hope she had a great, great night. I walked away, not thinking I'd got her, but I walked away feeling amazing because of how much I'd overcome in myself. I'd expressed, I'd expressed for the first time in my life something so meaningful that I would have been so fearful normally, hi Simon, to express. But because I chose to express it, I'm now, like I said, three children in, a lovely wife, living in Spain, so appreciative to Ben for that pep talk, and it's all because I chose to express myself. Nice one, Hazza. <laughs> Yeah, love that. Again, a clear example. Listen to your soul. Go and express yourself. Uh, and what comes after is what's meant to happen. Magical, uh, mate. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to call it on this one as well. Yeah, so, yeah, me, yeah I've, got, I've got Daisy Daisy next as well, So, which I'm buzzing about. I've not spoken to her in over a week. I can't wait to speak to this girl. 
Um, so, so yeah, mate, thanks for well. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a shout afterwards, definitely. But um, for anyone who has tuned in, that has stayed tuned in as well, we're so appreciative. Genuinely, we mean that. And I'm hoping even if there's one one little nugget that you take from this that you think, oh yeah, that makes sense, and oh that's something I can implement. Then, as far as me and Harry are concerned, we've definitely done done our jobs in this chat. And and, and just a quick one, Threads of Enlightenment. If you check their Instagram page and listen to our podcast that we did with him, it was a really really powerful chat. Mm-hmm. Um, I've listened to it twice now, and it's yeah, I really enjoyed it. But it, it it's, explains my and James's story, and he asked some really good questions as well. So see what you think. Hazard, love. Speak to you soon, mate. Thank you so much for listening. If you've been interested in this content and want to reach out for some one-on-one or group or community coaching, please don't hesitate to. You can find us at Lads Talk Health on Instagram, on Telegram. If you're interested in the natural plant medicine, search for Rick Simpson Oil, best Rick Simpson Oil forward slash cannabis oil forward slash thc oil you'll also find us on instagram at lads talk health we've got a community membership site if you're interested please reach out the membership site is www.ladstalkhealth.com and again love to all